All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche. On today's episode, we got some injury news. What else is new there? Uh, So we'll talk about that. The Avalanche over the weekend with a very good game against Florida. They salvaged that road trip. What can they take from that tonight against Tampa? Because that was a rough game that they played against Tampa. Can they turn things around even with all these injuries? Can you play off what happened in Florida take that into this second game against Tampa. And this first game with Tampa is the first of three. Let me get my fingers right. Three (laughs) straight back-to-backs. It's going to be crazy. We'll talk about all those back-to-backs, how important these next two weeks are, and maybe a special sound check for you as well. So a new episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. And make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. To locked on locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. The Super Bowl is over, so we can uh f- get our focus back on. I mean, my focus is only diverted from hockey for 24 hours, so I can watch Super Bowl, and it's right back to hockey. Like my 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 interest in 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 the Super Bowl and the NFL has just gone downhill and especially when the broncos are in it really of course i didn't really want kansas city to win but i didn't lose any sleep over it i was enjoying the commercials is, is that what you've gotten to now we're 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 we're, <laughs> we're so yeah. much hockey heads like we're just there for the commercials <laughs> now yeah all right so on today like i said in the <laughs> beginning we're gonna be getting to those six games these next two weeks how important are they for the avalanche they, they i don't know if there's gonna be make or break but god if if they they if it's if it goes south for these next six games over these next two weeks, the Avalanche might be trying to dig themselves out of a hole. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But we are going to talk about more injuries, and that just seems like the common thread for this season. That's nothing new to people who are following the ABS or listening to our show. I mean, we it's getting like no, it's not getting. It's already it's gotten. <laughs> I, I I never I think Jared Bednar actually uh, referenced it in a press conference. He said uh, something. He he referenced Dallas and said Dallas lost. <clears throat> they've lost all season thirteen man yep. games, and they are going to lose that this week or something. Is how he phrased it. It's 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 crazy. It's like it's just the tides for two teams. Just and and despite all of that. The Avalanche are third in in the Central and in, in, in a in a playoff spot, and it's not just injuries to anyone. <clears throat> These are key players, and they they always go out right when they're getting hot and coming back from an injury or like Nachushkin, especially like he's you don't know what where he is. I know that's labeled as a maintenance day, mm. but <sighs> you mentioned how many times we talk about injuries i think we're well on our way to getting our doctorate with all of the medical journals that we have <laughs> cited to this yeah. point and it's it's ridiculous and to see where the avs are 
limping to third in the central, literally and figuratively limping to third. Um, it's it's a testament to what this team on paper 100% could actually be, but it's we're so far into the season, it's just frustrating. I don't think we'll ever get the opportunity to, to actually enjoy no. this team. Uh, I mean, if you do, it's it's going to be at a minimum a month because you're expecting Gabe Landeskog to come back middle of March. Expecting. Yeah. It's not guaranteed. And we all know how it's gone for him, so who knows what the heck's going to happen. Let's just say, best case scenario, he does – you have a month left in the season. So best case scenario, that, and that's that's considering everybody that is currently hurt comes back then. And you say, yeah, you're going to get a month maybe of the healthiest team that you can have, which I guess in some aspect is good because you want to be healthy going into the season. But with Landis Gog in particular, He's not going to have a lot of games under his belt. So, yeah, he's a veteran and, and, you know, it shouldn't take him too long to get back into the swing of things. But maybe it will because it's not like he can. I don't know how much conditioning he's actually doing. He can't really do any lower body conditioning. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting go of it for the abs for the rest of the season. And you, you were talking about we might not see a healthy avalanche team for another month, which means. The trade deadline's coming up, yep. and the money is tight for the Avalanche. You can't really go out and do a lot. And if your pieces that you do have are constantly injured, that is also putting the Avalanche in a weird place when it comes to the trade deadline because you don't have a lot of pieces to offer up or yeah. to get through because the roster's so depleted as it is. I It really puts the Avalanche in a weird position that I, it's unprecedented. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and, and, and the name that you you hear a lot in terms of trade talk right now is Sean Monahan, who yeah, he's he's had a rough go of it himself this year with injuries. So do you really want to bring him in? Like, if you're confident, like that, he, you know, it's it's an isolated incident or whatever the case may be, then obviously you go after it. But I think from a fan base perspective, they're going to be looking at it like, uh, okay, I guess pile on the 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 injuries for this team why not you know because right now this is what you got going into the game against tampa josh manson um he's not going to play he seems like he's close but he's not going to play in this game val nachuskin did not practice that set off a a minor firestorm but bednar said it was a maintenance day for him and i'm fine with that uh, so he he should be playing. Eric Johnson is out. The interesting thing with that, no timeline. I don't like how that looked. Like no. I, I, I think you got a broken bone in there somewhere on that uh, shot that he blocked. So he's out, no timeline. He said Kale McCarr is out, and they have no timeline next to it, but you, you got to think it's not going to be much longer for him. Maybe he's out these next two games, and he comes back at the end of the week, maybe. But I, I – I mean, he was at practice. I think he had the red jersey on. I think he had a no-contact jersey on, which you're going to have that for maybe a couple extra days when you have the hit that he took to his head. <clears throat> so he's out. Pablo Francois suddenly is out. Jonas Johansson got called up. And you still have Darren Helm is out. They have no timeline on him. And obviously Landis Gog is out. So there's <laughs> – okay, so Nechuskin's playing good. You have Manson, who continues to be out but should be – back soon 
You know Eric Johnson and McCarr are out. There's two defensemen. Well, uh, what are you doing? I mean, uh, what are we running with? You're, you're going to be doing the the five defensemen? I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's going to be – I mean, I never thought – thank God Brad Hunt cleared waivers. Yeah. And I never thought I would say that. But thank God he did because it, it, they they put him on waivers and then they play him. So he's playing while he's on waivers. And then Eric Johnson gets hurt in that game. And I jokingly put up on Twitter, can we cancel that, uh, you know, putting on waivers thing? Uh, but he cleared and he, you know, you would have to imagine he's going to come back up. But I never thought I would say, thank God he cleared waivers. And I never thought we would have three of our defensemen be Hunt, England, and McDermott. And you're going up against Tampa. Okay, let's let's let's. And that last game went really well. Yeah, that was a great one. It, it, it's gonna be tough. And again, like to be, have third in the central with that being half of your D pairings, I mean that's not terrible, but it's not sustainable. And no. again, like that goes back to the injury point in the trade deadline. If this sustains for a while, because you were talking about Kale McCarr with no timeline, Kale McCarr, if you Look at the other defenseman that's half of his number when Bo Byram. Like, we had no timeline, and we kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. You don't know if we're going to run into that with Kale McCarr, where it's he's right there, but then a little setback. and you know, Right there yeah. and a little setback. You never know with these things. Where did the avalanche go? This is who who's out well, there is who you have. It's not like you can do too much. I mean, with those three, and then you add obviously Taves, Gerard, and Byram. There's your six defenders. Um, I, that that that's. Oof. I don't know. I mean that 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 that's tough. I mean, you get by with that against, you know, mid-range teams, M- middle of the standings and down. You know what I mean? But when you're going up, it, it does not give you confidence that you can hold a team like Tampa to under thirty shots. You know what I mean? It does just not. And, and this team is not built like they were last year. That, that's not, that's no secret. Like you had injuries last year. I mean, we're the avalanche. We have injuries every single year. But last year, you, you just, you had, I mean, that, that team, you look back at that team, you're like, man, like you could overcome it because yep. you had guys like Kadri there and you had guys like Burkowski who can slide in and, and just, you know, replace all those games that you were missing. And now we have that much on the defense. That, that's tough for any team to overcome. Yep. So, I don't know, man. I, it, it's it's just the fact how you played Tampa last week, and those guys were there. Uh, now they're not, and it was a, it was a five nothing game. God, I hope we don't have a repeat of that. I, I don't. I don't have a ton of confidence right now going into this game against Tampa. I, it's and and very rarely do I I have that. Usually with with the, this Avalanche team, the past couple of years, every game you're going into. You feel pretty confident that they can, you know, win almost every game that they're that they're going to take part in. But this is going to be a tough one. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, we we will talk about the, the game against Florida and kind of you know that that that's the nature of this season, the up and down nature of this season, and what do we expect in uh, this second game against Tampa? So uh, and then of course a, uh, a sound check to get to. A special edition sound check for these uh, six games, all back to back, 
not in a row. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> but uh, three sets of back-to-backs. All right. But first, we're going to hear from FanDuel and our uh, latest and best new sponsor here over at Locked On. It's the midway point of the NBA season. We are done with uh, football, obviously. So we're moving on to uh, the midway points of our season, the NHL. We're past that midway point Mm -hmm. of our season. And the NBA just is uh, – their all-star game is soon, right? That's I think it's next weekend. Yeah. So it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get that no-sweat first bet. It's not just an NFL thing. That goes across the board, folks, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets uh, if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line uh, to three-pointers drained. You can bet on that, dude. which, mm. I mean, that's I don't really watch NBA anymore, but I, I'm pretty sure that's all they take now. Yeah, three-point shots. I don't think anything other than a three-point shot exists. Catching that total is going to be interesting, though. Yeah. So uh, can, can you bet on, like, if a team plays defense in the NBA? Ooh. ooh. I, I don't know how you would – I'm, uh, I'm a Knicks fan, so I don't know what <laughs> I don't know how is. you would pay that out. Like, how do you just <laughs> determine if a team plays defense? Uh, but I would just say that you would win that every single time. You betcha. Maybe being a little bit uh, – I, I don't know. I just – my NBA days were back in the 90s, man. Uh, those, those Knicks heat rivalries could not be mm. those. So, uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So, don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets. You go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. So the abs, uh, yeah, with that, that entertaining win over the Florida Panthers and they get one win, one loss and one overtime loss in that three game road trip. Not horrible. Not what you want when you're, you know, the, the, the avalanche, but you salvaged a win out of six possible points. You got three. I think most of the time you'd be okay with that. And I think, you don't want to have that last game be the deciding factor in kind of salvaging it, but that's the position that the Avalanche were in, and and it would have been a lot easier if they had won that game against Pittsburgh, oh. but that one slid through. Yeah, that that one's that one's just gonna stick in my side for a while. Yeah. That one, uh, but I thought the Avs played a a solid game against Florida, and what I really liked more than anything else was they bounced back like yep. they got the lead they gave they didn't give up the lead they let florida tie it so it was two nothing florida comes back scores two in like a minute and 10 seconds or something like that and when that happens especially on you know their ice you know the home crowd is into it it just seems like lately the avalanche have struggled to really just regain the momentum we've talked about it so many times we just want to see guys like Nathan McKinnon just step up and just take the game back. And I thought from a team standpoint, it wasn't even up. It wasn't even mainly him. It was everybody just said, like, let's just get back to work here. And they did. And they took it back and they scored it. It was two to two. They scored that third goal relatively quickly. And you just love 
seeing stuff like that. You haven't been seeing that lately for, for the apps. And to hold that momentum, <clears throat> we the last time we talked with uh, Locked On Panthers, they were talking mm. about we're kind of sitting in the same spot with the season, kind of underwhelming. Florida, before that game, won three in a row. They were putting things together. They were really confident in what they were building and saw the avalanche as just the next step. And for the Avs to get out to that lead early, by the way, by the way, that's two goals in the first period. Yeah. So check. That's a <laughs> that's a win there. And to carry that, they tallied a goal in every period. And to maintain that pressure and not cave into the moment, that was big for the avalanche. And with players going up and down, Cogliano left the ice for a little bit, but then mm -hmm. came back. It was it was just a weird game of players going to the locker room and back and to hold that momentum with everything going on with Florida not taking their foot off the gas. That was a big gutsy win for the Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, you had Logan O'Connor getting his, his first goal, and I don't know what the final tally was. I, I kind of stopped really paying attention. It was in the 30s. It was somewhere in the mid-30s. Uh, but he got it in very Logan O'Connor fashion on a shorthanded goal, which is kind of like his specialty. I mean, it's very tough to say, you know, shorthanded goals is someone's specialty, but he, he does it often for the abs anyway. But um, so it was really nice to see him get that first one back in a, in a long time. They had 50 shots on goal, 50. Yep. So, and, and, you know, let me get to their stats here. So 50 shots on goal, the Panthers with 45. And I believe they were saying in the broadcast that that is the most this season combined in a game. I think it was 92. So they surpassed that by a few. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I just, I like the way they played and I like the way that they took the momentum back because like I said in episode last week, it just seems like, you know, when, when things start going south for the abs, they haven't been able to do that. And you went into the third again, like, okay, here's this dreaded third. And, you know, when the goalie gets pulled, they got an empty netter. And you could tell Nathan McKinnon wanted to give that empty netter to Miko so bad. Yeah. Uh, but he was just like, I, I, I'm trying, but I'm not going to overcommit to it. I'm just going to throw this thing in so we can end this siege. And I, I can't go on without that second goal, Nieto. Like, welcome oh, back, bud. It Dude. was, <clears throat> and Devontae's and his goal, just like that gritty, yeah, like just that's a relentless goal, like that's what you want to see. Depth scoring number one, yeah, that's what this Avalanche team has needed for weeks now. Depth scoring from LOC and Nieto, awesome, and then Taser finally getting back into the scoring, like goals department, which it's it's been a while. So yeah. for him to get that, and then Nathan McKinnon to kind of top it off with his little seal of approval, mm -hmm. like that's what you want when they're getting peppered. And you mentioned holding Tampa Bay in the first segment to 30 shots. If we can't hold Florida to 30 and we're allowing 45, that might be a, sing a sign of things to come with the game tonight. Mm -hmm. But to withstand that kind of onslaught offensively from Florida, it speaks a lot to the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. I mean, Bobrowski was giving up rebounds yeah. left and right. I mean, good lord! And and you know that that was the one that uh, Taves put back. That was nice. Um, yeah, I loved the play from Comfort to Nieto. 
behind the net. Like it, it's very tough to do. Like the, the abs don't really seem to make that pass yeah. all that much. It seems like if they're behind the net, they'll circle it back around, they'll go back to the blue line and then just run their offense that way. And I understand, like, it's a tough pass to make. And and even if you do get it to the guy, there's usually three guys there to knock his stick. It's just very difficult. Florida just let him camp there. Yep. They just found found a, a, a nice little cushion, and 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 nobody nobody got him. But it had to be a great pass from Comfer, and it was, and and he put it home. That that was a really, really nice play. And, yeah, you were cruising at that point in time. Yep. Um, so that's what you want to see. Like, when you're the abs, like, it is such an up-and-down year. And and while I said in the first segment, like I'm not super confident going into this game, you you can understand why you just went up against this team with a a healthier team than you have what you're going into this game against, and you lost five to nothing. And with the the way that the season has gone, it's just okay. We just played a good game, and we haven't been following that up with another good game. And and, and it, can it happen? Of course it can. Of course, again, this, this team can, can do anything that it wants to do, but it's just been a struggle. And, and you know, the injuries are, are catching up to them, I feel, just mentally. And yep. it's just like every day we don't know what what our, our unit is going to be. And you're constantly sh- changing guys and shifting guys, and you don't get those, like, game after game after game. This is like, this is like uh, Alexander Georgiev and how they were saying, like, he needs to play over and over and over again. Yep. Well, the abs as a unit need to play over and over and over, and they're not. So it's just you're going in and you're not the, the guy that you're paired up with now. Maybe you haven't played with him in like a dozen games. And it you all of this stuff happening right now for the avalanche again to go into this game against Tampa, it's going to be a challenge, but they have to feel good about the way that they played against Florida. So you take that, do the best you can, and and anything's possible. That's the crazy thing about hockey. We were just saying that about the, the Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh had no business being in that game except for 10 minutes, and they got two points out of it. Yeah, like the Avalanche, the way they're comprising the roster right now, it's like glorified beer league hockey. Like mm-hmm. you don't know if Kale's going to be here. You don't know who's showing up. You show up to the locker room. Who's there is there, and I guess this is how we're going to play tonight. Yep. It's it's very frustrating. All right, let's hear from Athletic Greens, and then we will uh, talk about these next six games and a uh, special edition of our sound check. We got Athletic Greens here, and uh, oh, does Kyle have his? Uh... Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. That that glorious green coffee canister holding that glorious green Athletic Greens. AG1, I'm seeing it on TV a lot more now. I uh, yeah, I am too. Yeah, yeah. So, and why? Because the stuff is good. Mm-hmm. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things that are important to you. And it's a lifestyle-friendly product, whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan or dairy or gluten-free it contains what less than one gram of sugar there's no gmos no nasty chemical taste or artificial taste stuff tastes good does not lying i mean it's it it might be that dark greenish vegetable color but it's uh it's a good fruit juice tasting product trust me 
uh, and it costs less than your $3 a day habit and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew or your energy drink habit, which our good friend, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom is trying to kick. You are on, uh, this is week number two. Yeah. How you doing, my friend? Thank you, Athletic Greens. <laughs> it's a struggle, but he he is we he needs he's at the stage where he needs your support, people. Yeah, comment comment down below, Shaggy. You can do it. Hashtag Shaggy. You can do it. Uh, and right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy. Athletic Greens can give you a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so at the beginning of every month, we obviously go over that month's uh, schedule. We did uh, February, and what jumped out was these next six games. The Avalanche have three straight back-to-backs. So they have uh, two. You get, the first one is uh, right now with Tampa at home, and then tomorrow you go to Minnesota, right? So uh, we figured, like, why not look at these? Because now this is, this is, this is big. Yeah, and when you look at this, when you look at the teams that they're playing, um, let's see. With you know, every, every single one of them is of great importance, really, when you're looking yeah. at this schedule. So these next two weeks for the Avalanche could be just it, it could go one of two ways. I mean, maybe if they tow the line and go three and three, and they're no worse off than than when we started the this whole these old back to backs. But it could be where they really take control of their season or the opposite. If it completely falters, is this the, the, we can look back and be like, this could be the couple weeks where it was the backbreaker for the avalanche. So yeah, go ahead. And then we'll, we'll kind of dive into these. Yeah. I was about to say like, we could call them the sinister sticks, like mm, the, these yeah. six games that we got coming up, like, because they're, they're coupled with a central team, each one of them, either on the front end or the back end. So whatever damage you take with your non-divisional team, like you're still you still have to come back to the central. And yeah. that's going to affect what you're pushing for because wake up one day, the Avs are in third or they're in the second wild card. It's that thin of a margin in the central. And when we get to the breaking down part, like yeah. there's no days off in this this next two weeks. Well, the oh, there's game. a lot of days off. The games, there's no days off. But there's there's but, no but, reason yeah. to sit here and like justify. Well, that was a four two loss, but at least they did. No, no, you need two points in each one of these games. Yeah, I've never, and I said this when we we did this at the beginning of the month. I've never seen this before. Yeah, where a team has three back to back series in a row. Never seen it. And you're right, like ev like. There is going to be, you know, point shifts in every single one of these games, whoever comes out on top. So, the like, obviously, tonight you have uh, Tampa. And like I said, then tomorrow you are in Minnesota. And then you have two days off. And then on Saturday, you're in 
St. Louis. So there's your divisional game. And then the next day on Sunday, you are home against Edmonton. So there's a you know wild card importance game. And then you're off for for some reason four days. I don't understand how you have three back-to-backs in a row and you have a four-day break in between here. You couldn't split that up somewhere? I, I don't know. But anyway, you have four days off. So then on Friday the 24th, you are in Winnipeg. And then you follow that up on Saturday. at. So like I said, the Winnipeg, there's your divisional game. And then you follow that up at home against Calgary. There's your wild card game. So God, I mean, with the exception of Tampa, every other, you know, you get that one out of the way, the next five are of huge significance. And these are four point games. Like that's, that's what, that's what these are. <clears throat> so you got, you got to get as many points as humanly possible over the next two weeks. Because you also have to understand you're facing these divisional teams before the trade deadline. So this is a probably the weakest they're going to be because they know what weaknesses they have. They are going to address it when the trade deadline comes around. So you can't expect them to hit them again in March or in April when they are going to be far more improved. Or if they do make the playoffs, this is going to be a much improved squad. So if you want to get these points now, this is going to be the best time to do it because it doesn't get easier from here. <laughs> so I'm just looking at because I want to get the most updated stats so you have edmonton right now is in third in the pacific points wise they are tied with seattle seattle's got a game in hand they both have 65 points i know we go off points percentage but that's where we are um the wild are holding on to that second wild card spot right now um they have 60 points so do calgary with 60 points uh, minnesota does have a game in hand over them so, and then, you know, St. Louis is is down the standings a little bit, but still, I mean, that that's going to be, uh, they're not going to roll over and die when the avalanche come to town. So yeah, man, like th- this is, this is big. This is really, really, I don't think we can like make light of it. We were talking about it at the beginning of the month and now that it's here and where the avalanche stand there, you, you're, you're in a playoff spot. You want to be in that same spot. You have, you have an opportunity to maybe be able to leave a little bit better better off if you can knock out a lot of these teams but easier said than done especially with you know what the avalanche are putting out there right now uh but you're hoping if you can get manson back and you can get mccarr back okay then i'll be happy you know maybe you don't get them for these first two games but if you get them for the next four and you can maybe go on a nice little run <laughs> it's tough for back-to-backs though like that, that you're up against that so it's going to be an interesting two weeks, man. And Dallas is up 10 points on what Colorado has 60, Dallas has 70. So you could get six points in the central in these back-to-backs. If you do what you're supposed to and run the table, you get six central points here and really mm-hmm. close that gap and really help your case. But there's there's a lot of rewards in this, Yeah, but you could really lose your place really quick if things go south. So I'm looking up the the schedule for these teams that they're playing, right? Um, so the Wild are not playing a back-to-back. So the Avalanche will be on a back-to-back while the Wild will have a, uh, a day off. What's the second one? Edmonton is not playing a back-to-back. 
So they will have a day off when uh, the Evans play their second game on the second duo of games. And then the last one is Winnipeg and Calgary. And Calgary, um, they also are not playing a back-to-back. So the second game of all three sets of these, the Avalanche are the only one playing a back-to-back in all three sets of these games. Who's making the schedule here? That that is, I don't. That is incredibly unfair. Incredibly unfair. And I don't care if if you're you're saying like uh, you know you're whining about it. Damn right I am. If you're gonna do it once, fine. Like I can deal with that. If you're gonna do it twice, uh, you know now you're kind of you know angering me. And you do it three times in a row. Whoever's making the schedule needs deserves to be fired right along with Department of Player Safety. So let me know when they do. I'll put in an yeah. application. So to uh, kind of celebrate these uh, three back-to-backs, we're going to do a special uh, sound check for everybody and kind of wrap it up on that. And we usually do these after games are over. So we will have one tomorrow after the Tampa game. But uh, we typically will pick songs that summarize the most recent game in this aspect. We're going to look forward to these next six games, put up a special uh, sound check for you up on Spotify. Follow the playlist. Go search for LOA sound check and follow along. So, what do you have for the what are we calling this? The uh, the sinister stick, sinister, yeah, sticks? the sinister sticks. I love um, it. I'm going back to Huey Lewis and the news. Can't beat him if this is it because it could be this could be a huge barometer and a this could be a huge point of the season in this stretch of games. Mm. So if this is it, by Huey Lewis in the news will be the song that I'll be crying myself to sleep to if we <laughs> do not perform like we should. Very well. Uh, and, and for me, I'm I'm playing off of how many games it is, you know, with the, the six games. Uh, you extend that out a couple extra sixes and you got the number of the beast by Iron Maiden because this could go to hell pretty quickly if the Avalanche struggle for these next uh, couple weeks. So great song. I, I don't want to say that, you know, it, it's all doom and gloom, but pay attention people because these next two <laughs> teams are going to be big, big, yeah. big, big. So game one starts tonight so it might be the toughest one of them all but uh it's at home and you always feel good when the avalanche are playing at home so uh we will be back tomorrow and we will be doing it live like we said we're doing these shows uh after game days live so uh follow along on youtube you'll get the notification when it's going live you can join in and uh, chat along while we're recording the episode so that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Like we said, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.